Part two of All These Things Added by James Allen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Andrea Fiore. Part two The Heavenly Life The Might of Meekness. The mountain bends not to the fiercest storm, but it shields the fledgling and the lamb, and though all men tread upon it, yet it protects them and bears them up upon its deathless bosom even so it is the meek man who though shaken and disturbed by none yet compassionately bends to shield the lowliest creature and though he may be despised lifts all men up and lovingly protects them as glorious as the mountain in its silence is the divine man in his silent meekness like its form his loving comparison is expansive and sublime truly his body like the mountain's base is fixed in the valleys and the mists but the summit of his being is eternally bathed in cloudless glory and lives with the silences he who has found meekness has found divinity he has realized the divine consciousness and knows himself as divine he also knows all others as divine though they know it not themselves being asleep and dreaming meekness is a divine quality and as such is all-powerful the meek man overcomes not by resisting and by allowing himself to be defeated he attains to the supreme conquest the man who conquers another by force is strong the man who conquers himself by meekness is mighty he who conquers another by force will himself likewise be conquered he who conquers himself by meekness will never be overthrown for the human cannot overcome the divine the meek man is triumphant in defeat socrates lives the more by being put to death in the crucified jesus the risen christ is revealed and stephen in his stoning defies the hurting power of stones that which is real cannot be destroyed but only that which is unreal when a man finds that within himself which is real which is constant abiding changeless and eternal he enters into that reality and becomes meek all the powers of darkness will come against him but they will do him no hurt and will at last depart from him the meek man is found in the time of trial when other men fall he stands his patience is not destroyed by the foolish passions of others and when they come against him he does not strive nor cry he knows the utter powerlessness of all evil having overcome it in himself and lives in the changeless strength and power of divine good meekness is one aspect of the operation of that changeless love which is at the heart of all things and is therefore an imperishable quality he who lives in it is without fear knowing the highest and having the lowest under his feet the meek man shines in darkness and flourishes in obscurity meekness cannot boast nor advertise itself nor thrive on popularity it is practiced and is seen or not seen being a spiritual quality it is perceived only by the eye of the spirit those who are not spiritually awakened see it not nor do they love it 
being enamored of and blinded by worldly shows and appearances nor does history take note of the meek man its glory is that of strife and self-aggrandizement his glory is the glory of peace and gentleness history chronicles the earthly not the heavenly acts yet though he lives in obscurity he cannot be hidden how can light be hid he continues to shine after he has withdrawn himself from the world and is worshipped by the world which knew him not that the weak man should be neglected abused or misunderstood is reckoned by him as of no account and therefore not to be considered much less resisted he knows that all such weapons are the flimsiest and most ineffectual of shadows to them therefore who give him evil he gives good he resists none and thereby conquers all he who imagines he can be injured by others and who seeks to justify and defend himself against them does not understand meekness does not comprehend the essence and meaning of life he abused me he beat me he defeated me he robbed me in those who harbor such thoughts hatred will never cease for hatred ceases not by hatred at any time hatred ceases by love what sayest thou thy neighbor has spoken thee falsely well what of that can a falsity hurt thee that which is false is false and there is an end of it it is without life and without power to hurt any but him who seeks to be hurt by it it is nothing to thee that thy neighbor should speak falsely of thee but it is much to thee that thou shouldest resist him and seek to justify thyself for by so doing thou givest life and vitality to thy neighbor's falseness so that thou art injured and distressed take all evil out of thine own heart then shalt thou see the folly of resisting it in another thou wilt be trodden on thou art trodden on already if thou thinkest thus the injury that thou seest as coming from another comes only from thyself the wrong thought or word or act of another has no power to hurt thee unless thou galvanize it into life by thy passionate resistance and so receivest it into thyself if any man slander me that is his concern not mine i have to do with my own soul not with my neighbors though all the world misjudge me it is no business of mine but that i should possess my soul in purity and love that is all my business there shall be no end to strife until men cease to justify themselves he who would have wars cease let him cease to defend any party let him cease to defend himself not by strife can peace come but ceasing from strife the glory of caesar resides in the resistance of his enemies they resist and fall give to caesar that which caesar demands and caesar's glory and power are gone thus by submission does the meek man conquer the strong man but it is not that outward show of submission which is slavery it is that inward and spiritual submission which is freedom claiming no rights the meek man is not troubled with self-defense and self-justification he lives in love and therefore comes under the immediate and vital protection of the great love which is the eternal law of the universe 
he neither claims nor seeks his own thus do all things come to him and all the universe shields and protects him he who says i have tried meekness and it has failed has not tried meekness it cannot be tried as an experiment it is only arrived at by unreserved self-sacrifice meekness does not consist merely in non-resistance in action it consists preeminently in non-resistance in thought in ceasing to hold or have any selfish condemnatory or retaliatory thoughts the meek man therefore cannot take offence or have his feelings hurt living above hatred folly and vanity meekness can never fail o thou who searchest for the heavenly life strive after meekness increase thy patience and forbearance day by day bid thy tongue cease from all harsh words withdraw thy mind from selfish arguments and refuse to brood upon thy wrongs so living thou shalt carefully tend and cultivate the pure and delicate flower of meekness in thy heart until at last its divine sweetness and purity and beauteous perfection shall be revealed to thee and thou shalt become gentle joyful and strong repine not that thou art surrounded by irritable and selfish people but rather rejoice that thou art so favoured as to have thine own imperfections revealed to thee and that thou art so placed as to necessitate within thee a constant struggle for self-mastery and the attainment of perfection the more there is of harshness and selfishness around thee the greater is the need for thy meekness and love if others seek to wrong thee all the more is it needful that thou shouldest cease from all wrong and live in love if others preach meekness humility and love and do not practice these trouble not nor be annoyed but do thou in the silence of thy heart and in thy contact with others practice these things and they shall preach themselves and though thou utter no declamatory word and stand before no gathered audience thou shalt teach the whole world as thou becomest meek thou shalt learn the deepest secrets of the universe nothing is hidden from him who overcomes himself into the cause of causes shalt thou penetrate and lifting one after another every veil of illusion shalt reach at last the innermost heart of being thus becoming one with life thou shalt know life and seeing into its causes and knowing realities thou shalt be no more anxious about thyself and others and the world but shalt see all things that are are engines of the great law canopied with gentleness thou shalt bless where others curse love where others hate forgive where others condemn yield where others strive give up where others grasp lose where others gain and in their strength they shall be weak and in thy weakness thou shalt be strong yea thou shalt mightily prevail he that hath not unbroken gentleness hath not truth therefore when heaven would save a man it enfolds him with gentleness end of part two the heavenly life the might of meekness Recording by Andrea Fiore.